Back to the Culture Call on Praise 93.3 with L. Spencer Smith. Our desire is to reach and empower the community by discussing a cross-section of relevant topics from various perspectives that are essential to its growth and interpersonal connections. Be sure to save our call-in number 205-752-4800. Be sure to install the free Praise 93.3 app so you can send L. Spencer Smith a message or topic idea. Search for WTSK in your app store. This is a world premiere. Great morning, great morning, great morning. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the Culture Call with yours truly right here, El Spencer Smith, on your inspiration station, Praise 93.3 FM. This is indeed the place where Tuscaloosa meets the world. And you know what? For the next two hours from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., we're going to be talking a little bit about everything from society to sports, education to economics, from religion to relationships. And as always, we are here to create a safe space, a safe space, y'all, to have empowering, provocative, and yes, sometimes controversial conversations. Absolutely. And guess what? You can call in or chat it up right here on the show and be a part of our learning experience on the Culture Call. Want to send a shout out to all of those who are our new listeners today. Hey, I am so pleased to have you with me this morning. I am grateful to have your your listening ear and your attention. That's right. And we're going to do our best to make sure that you enjoy the trip on this Culture Call. Welcome to the Culture Call family. And definitely a shout out to all of my recurring listeners. I so much appreciate your consistency, your commitment to the Culture Call and making it the show. Yes, one of the top shows, talk shows in this entire city. And I am super excited about having you take this journey with me. Always want to send a shout out to Brother Jay that keeps it blazing on the air. That's right, right here and passes me a hot baton. <laughs> Absolutely like nobody else, like only he can. I want to send a shout out to him uh, for keeping us, uh, you know, keeping us inspired early in the morning. Listen, I want to encourage you as I do every morning, go ahead if you have not done so already to uh, uh, to go to your app store on your smart device, whether it's your Apple or your Android and download our free 99 app. That's right. Uh, Praise 93.3. I am. I want to encourage you uh, to go ahead and download that app. So many great and wonderful things. You can listen to the Culture Call no matter where you are. You can listen to great gospel music all day. And uh, we made it uh, portable for you so you can put your earphones and your ear pods, pods in and go ahead and listen and enjoy all of the show and the programming that follows. Yeah, there's so many interesting things that happen when you download that free 99 app. So go ahead and do that. So you can hear us, yeah, in New York, New York, whether you're in Manhattan. Yeah, you might be in Baltimore, Maryland. Come on down the coast of Richmond, Virginia, or even right here at home, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and all of the surrounding areas, Birmingham, Huntsville. Yeah, uh, uh, Mobile, Montgomery, you can hear us Everywhere, you talk, God, oh, reform, you name it. Hey, if you have the app, you can definitely, definitely hear us. As always, I want to encourage you 
especially this time of year, to go ahead and allow me, that's right, allow me to be your PR manager, your PR, your announcer. That's right. The only way that I can do that is if you send me your events and your announcements at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Yes, that's culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Yes, right. And give me an opportunity to let Lottie, Dottie, and everybody know what's happening at your church, your organization, uh, your fraternity, your sorority. Whether you're an artist that's getting ready to have a concert, this is a wonderful time of year to do that. Or whether you're a preacher in revival, no matter what you are doing, I want to let everybody know so we can put some faces in the place. That's right. The faces need to be in the place so that you will know that the programming that you're doing is a blessing to our community, right? You know why? Because we do it better when we do it together. And as always, you can write down the golden number, 205-752-4800. That's 205-752-4800. And you can call in or there is a chat feature. That's right, a chat feature on the app where you can send me a message and it comes directly to me and I can read it and you can let me know what you're thinking about the show, whether I'm doing a good job, whether I'm stinking up the joint. <laughs> you can give me your perspective. Yeah, you can do all of that right there on that app. Well, Bishop, I missed last week. There's some things somebody told me about something you said last week. Never you worry. You can go right to Apple Podcasts. And guess what we've done? We've archived all of the shows there. That's right. That's right. We're going to expand to Spotify and all those other things on uh, digital streaming devices online so that you won't miss not near a show. <laughs> right? But all you have to do is type in Culture Call. And it will pull up all of our shows. You can listen to it and be uh, let it be a blessing to you. Absolutely. And so you won't miss not one thing that we're talking about. Okay? Good deal. Also, go ahead to Facebook because I know a lot of us stay on Facebook, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go to the Culture Call. Join our Culture Call page. That's right. Just click the thumbs up button. And you can be a part of our page. You can also send me announcements there and your flyer there. And I will read it absolutely as I receive it, right? We, we're making it easier for you to be a part of the culture call. So listen, sit back, relax, grab you some coffee. You know how we do it here, Maxwell House and Starbucks. That's right. And everything in between. Mm -hmm. You could definitely get you some herbal tea, some chamomile, uh -huh, one of my favorites, or some green tea. Get you a little caffeine kick. Uh, and wake up a little bit, yeah. Or it gets you some alkaline water. Alkaline water, that's right. Go ahead and detox from all of that good Sunday dinner, right, that you had uh, on this past weekend. Or, you know, and or, or that, you know, whatever you've been, you need to detox from, go ahead. May I ate too many sweets or whatever. Detox, huh? Get hydrated and let's get into the culture. Listen, it has been a wonderful weekend. I want to send a shout out to my alma mater, the Florida A&M Rattlers. That's right. In Tallahassee, Florida. I want to send a big shout out to them becoming the HBCU national champs. That's right. They defeated Howard in Atlanta this week. That's right. It was a time, a time, a time in Hotlanta this week that as those two major HBCUs met and uh, they fought a battle and my Rattlers won. So that's right. I am a proud alumnus today of Florida A&M and I am, I am assured 
uh, that they are yet celebrating that victory from this weekend. Listen, we're getting ready to get into bowl season, so I know that y'all, a lot of y'all got teams, you know, all those kinds of things. Hey, go ahead and get ready. This is the week we're preparing uh, for family to come in. Go ahead and get your grocery list. Go ahead and, and, and call everybody. Make sure everybody knows what they're doing this week. That's right. Make sure everybody knows. You bring the turkey, you bring the greens, and you bring the ice and the paper plates and the plastic forks and spoons, right? Yeah, let everybody, let the non-cookers know who they are and let the, <laughs> and let the cookers know that they are on duty. Absolutely. We don't want no experimentation. No, we do not want any of that as we roll in to uh, Christmas. That's right. As we roll in this week, we want everybody to know what their duties are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, also, there's so much going on in our country, so much, you know, I'm just waiting till we get to January to really weigh in on this political thing because I I feel like I want to use our platform culture call to really educate and bring people into an awareness uh, of, you know, I want to teach, I want to spend January teaching a civics class, right? Yeah. I don't know if they still have that in school. I know it was mandatory when I was in school, but I don't know with the changes of curriculum and the changes of the times uh, what everybody's doing. But I, I am saying to you, we need, we need, let me say it again, we need a civics course, right? Man, I'm telling you because, um, you know, we have been so much fed into this, into this mindset of the lesser of two evils when we've not even dealt with the evils. We don't even know what that is, right? And that is to that saying is simply to mire, to let you know, oh, one side ain't no different than the other. And in some instances, that's true. But in the critical times in which we live now, there is distinctions in political parties. And I mean clear distinctions. And, and you and I as a black community cannot just simply go by the drivel and say, um, well, it doesn't matter who I vote for. Better yet, I won't vote. We don't have that luxury in this country not to exercise our voice, right? We do not, as black people, have that luxury. And you can believe the undercurrent all you want to but, uh, from people talking about where your vote don't count. It really does. It, I, I cannot stress that. It really does. When black folks stay home, it literally changes uh, the trajectory of society, Right. And, I mean, we can feel any kind of type of way about how this country has taught, uh, 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 treated us as a people historically. We can feel, uh, I mean, we can do all of those notions. But then we also must understand that our right to vote is bathed in blood in this country. And to, we will not set it aside. We will not set it aside because somebody is feeding us the trope that it doesn't count, right? So we definitely won't do that. But... That's beginning in the new year. I'm not going to touch that. Listen, I'm going to teach a course because I think sometimes we get angry at the wrong people when the first person we really need to understand and probably get angry at is the person in the mirror and those in our community who have not sat in the civics course. You know what? They might have taken civics out because if they had, if civics was still in school, a lot of what's going on now probably would not be going on, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, 
You know, so I was talking to my daughters this morning, uh, actually started last night, and I said, hey, girls, you know, I was asking my family, what y'all want me to talk about? I'm trying to get my shows ready for the new year. I know I want to talk about politics. I know I want to talk about some other things. I want to go back and talk a little bit about education and all of that. And so I said, hey, what, what should we talk about? And then one of my daughters said, you should talk about, you know, boundaries and relationships and all that kind of stuff uh, because they're in that age now. And I get it. I get it. And they began to talk to me this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great subject. So this morning, we're going to talk about boundaries, restrictions, and limitations. That is what we are going to talk about this morning. And because I don't think that's a young folks topic. That's what my mama used to say. She's like, no, you treat boundaries, you know, you talk about boundaries and limitations and restrictions like it's just young people. No, she's like, no, that's an anthropological topic. My mom was a really smarty, smarty. That, in other words, it affects all humans, no matter what age you are. Each and every one of us needs to understand uh, our roles in what relationships do and and our most important asset in the relationship is our own well-being and our perspectives and perceptions. And I talk about this because, number one, my wheelhouse is, uh, is talking about relationships. I wrote a book on it, and I'm probably going to do uh, a book, too, about it. But it's very important that we get the relationships piece right. Um, what I'm finding is there is so much when you talk to um, the younger generations as opposed to those who are in older generations, you learn so much. You learn so much of, of perspective and how things have changed over decades, right? Yeah, over, over, you know, family lines. You've learned uh, how people understand who they are, their sense of being and worth. You get them to understand that, you know, back in the day, it was this, and now today it is that. And, you know, we, we are thinking one thing, but we're not actually putting proper definitions uh, to that. So, yeah, we need to talk about what boundaries look like, what they are, what they really mean. And one of the things that as I was talking to my daughters this morning is that, you know, one, one of my daughters like, well, you know, people, because we are a free society, we are we've lost a sense of etiquette. We've lost a sense of understanding that self and me is not the most important thing, right? We've lost a sense. We've lost a sense whether no, that me is the most important thing, and my self care, my self worth, my self perspective. That we sometimes apply certain situations uh, to others that we don't apply to ourselves. So the whole idea is, uh, when I want something, when I need something. And when I, I can go out and get, I'm free to go out and do whatever I want. But the other person has to respect my right. The other person has to respect my perspective. And while that may be true, while that may be true, it sets up a sense of entitlement. It sets a, a privileged mindset to where you may not understand that you're crossing someone else's boundaries even though you're trying to set up boundaries, you cross someone else's boundaries and you really don't care because you do it in the name of I'm doing me. I'm taking care of me. I'm looking out for me. And when we understand that God created humans, man and woman, uh, and animals and earth to live in a, an ecosystem, 
right? Our ecosystem. It live in community, right? Then when you really read the text and you read the Bible and you really get into, you know, understanding that, what it really means, he says, listen, yeah, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure, uh, Galatians says, listen, make sure that you, 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 you do good to others, especially to those at the household of faith, that you make sure that, yes, love yourself, but you're learning how to love yourself so that you'll learn how to respond to others, right? Uh, where in one instance that you have to learn how to bear your own burden, yeah, which is a self-priority. But then on the other hand, you also have been given charge to not just look on the things of yourself, but also be mindful of the things of others. In other words, that self is not a, 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 a means to an end, that when I discover me, when I discover my desire, when I discover what I want, and when I discover my own priority, that's not the end of the life journey. That life does not end there. No, that is a, uh, uh, an ends to a means, not a means to an end. Let me say it again. That is an end to a mean. What does that mean? That means when, that when you discover yourself, then you must learn how to appropriate properly yourself in the, in the scheme of where you fit and how you should live among other people right? That discovering yourself is not the end all and be all. No. Now, how do I take and, and measure, to measure and monitor myself as I live in this human community? What am I to do with me, right? As it relates to how I relate to you. And I think that is a, an, a, a a powerful question, an existential question that I exist. I be for what reason? And I be not only to simply focus on myself, but I also be so that I can uh, uh, learn how to, to uh, flow my life or connect my life in this greater thing called community. And when you are a selfish individual, or if you've ever been around selfish people, because of course, there are no selfish people on the culture call. I know they're not. But when you get to that space in that place, and enter into the realm of selfish people, they begin to exact certain things upon you that they will not allow you to exact upon them, that they want you to respect boundaries, limitations, and restrictions that they don't do to you or to other people. You got to talk to them a certain way while they talk to you any old kind of way. You feel what I'm saying? And so part of this, uh, part of this talk about boundaries and, and language has to be around what does that look like? How do I, and I'm not just talking about uh, men and women. I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm not just, no, there are certain aspects of boundaries and restrictions and that you ought to always have that do not, watch this y'all, that do not uh, uh, negate or hinder new relationships or growth and expansion in the area of your people metric. What are you saying? I'll tell you. In other words, it's cool to have boundaries. I believe in boundaries. And we're going to talk a lot about that because I think a lot of us would not have gotten hurt or would not have gone through cycles of hurt or would not have had to deal with certain things if we had erected proper boundaries in our lives. Yeah, if we had not, if we had done it sooner, if we had done it earlier, 
there are certain things that we would have never uh, allowed to occur in our lives, but we didn't. It was that hurt that taught us how to start building boundaries, right? And I am always cautious when you allow your hurt and pain to be your greatest teacher. When you allow hurt, pain, dysfunction, and the ways people treat you badly, right, from the bad definitions of our life to be the main teacher of your life, right? That there are people that have hurt you and have caused you pain, situations that have occurred, and those things have taught you, but they've not taught you well. Or better yet, they've taught you well, but they've not taught you right, right? And so you've gained a measure and an outlook of life that may not be consistent with the totality of your life, right? That you're building up walls and boundaries against opportunities and and avenues that were designed or that have come to bless you. So that we've got to begin to pull back the screen on that, that what is setting up right boundaries? What does that even mean? What does that even look like? You see, and if we don't do that, Let me say this again. If we do not do that, we set ourselves up for a course of of living in a sheltered life, living a life that never extends itself to others, never allows anyone in. We never learn to trust. Yeah, that's a hard word. We never learn to trust. We never learn to love romantically. We never learn to accept blessings that we are, we are so protective of ourselves that we leave relationships incorrectly, right? And, that, and, and we can stay there all day. We leave relationships with no regard to other people or the people who have invested in your life, right? And we think it's okay to do that. And we go on as if nothing happened because, of course, what's most important is the boundaries I've set up for me. But the boundaries that we set up is not permission, neither is it excuse for you to hurt other people. You see, that if your relationship, you shouldn't ghost anybody in the name of boundaries. What does ghost mean? For those of you who don't know, you shouldn't just disappear. That one day you're here and the next day you're not. And then you get with a circle of dysfunctional people. And I need to add that adjective there because anyone that makes you feel good about that or makes you say, oh, you can do that, that's fine, is a dysfunctional person. That's probably the person you needed to keep out of your life, right? Anybody that makes you feel good about ghosting other people, about leaving with no explanation, about, you know, disconnecting just because, you know, without conversation, without clue, just so that you can live your life, if you feel like that is the way to do things you have set up dysfunctional boundaries and limitations. That is narcissistic. That is uh, uh, manipulation. That is witchcraft in a sense because you leave that other person with the notion trying to figure out, watch this, what did I do wrong? What did I do to make you leave me? What did I do to make you vacate? Because we've never had a conversation. And I know, you know, at one hand, one hand, we, we, we talk about closure, right? But, but yeah, the person that you are in a relationship with, you shouldn't just disappear in the name of setting up boundaries. That, my friend, is wrong. 
You know, imagine a a young lady who was was in a, is in a relationship with a guy, and she thinks they're together, and then all of a sudden he stops calling, he stops showing up, he stops. You know, he stops texting. You know, he stops all this kind of stuff, and for months and months. And then the next thing she sees is him out at the mall or on Instagram, on Facebook, taking a picture with another girl, right? And in the name of, well, you know, I just thought it was, I, I just thought, no. See, you can be happy, and he's got a lot of likes and loves. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad. So that validates, that validates him ghosting the girl he was with. That validates his quote unquote boundaries and all this that validates that right when he because he sees all these loves but there's got to be somebody in his circle that says wait a minute but you you with Jennifer now but you didn't even tell Suzanne you 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 ghosted Suzanne and and now so you happy watch this but you caused her hurt what is what is Suzanne old we don't ever, you should never use boundaries to, to justify your lack of courage and in in, in informing somebody that a season is over and boundaries are required. Let me say that again, that you cannot use boundaries to exonerate yourself when you've handled relationships improperly. Talk in here. Huh? <laughs> Culture call. You cannot use the word boundaries because a lot of folks are boundaries and restrictions. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, every, listen, life grows, people grow, we outgrow position, we outgrow relationships, we do everything. We, I mean, we, it's a part of life. It doesn't say, it, there's no rule or written rule that says every place you are today, you'll be tomorrow. The future holds something different. We are growing, we are expanding, right? Right, that the four friends I had in kindergarten, no rule says that I've got to have those same four friends now, because in reality I do not. But here's what is unfair: what is unfair is if you've been in a a lively group, a group of a community, if you've been in a relationship, if you've been at a job and just don't show up anymore. No, no quit, no letter of resignation. You just don't show up. You force them to fire you, right? Because and, and you know, and you say, well, that job was taking too much of my time. I was getting on my nerves. And seeing the name of boundaries, I had to set some boundaries. Yeah, but you didn't. That's not boundaries. See, we think setting boundaries does not have appropriate protocol and how to establish boundaries. Boundaries should never be established recklessly. Let me say that again. Boundaries should never be established recklessly. Boundaries, before you set them, require conversations and context. It requires uh, some, some, some talkage, right? It requires dialogue. It requires a sense of understanding. Here is what I need. Here is what I needed. Here is what you didn't give. Or here is what I wasn't experiencing. And so here's, here's, here's the thing that I have to do. Or here is what you were doing that was causing me strife. Here is what was happening. And now I, now I have to do X, Y, Z to protect myself. 
See, now that is a boundaries established properly. What does that mean? There's a conversation to have. Now, I'm not talking about if you're in an abusive situation. No, the, the first boundary is to get away. Right? That's the first boundary. So I'm not talking about, see, understand nuance. I'm not saying that, you know, it's in every situation, boundaries have to be established the same way. But when you're in some level of relationship where violence and anger and threats are not involved, then before you set up a boundary, there needs to be a conversation with the other individual that says, here is, I need to set up a boundary and here is why. I need to get away and here is why. And be truthful and honest. Be, okay, let me say that. Because I have to talk to church folks, especially religious folks. Don't put God told me spiritual. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Because you're blaming it on God because you don't want the other person to question your decision. No. Even if God did tell you that, you still have a choice in the decision that you have to make. Because the same way you obeyed him now is the same way you disobeyed him before. You see? Because it's all about our will and our volition. My goodness, today we're going to have a talk about boundaries and how you set those things up because boundaries have to be erected the right way in order for them to be effective. Listen, we're going to have a great day right here with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, on the Culture Call. Yeah, on Praise 93.3 FM, your inspiration station. Listen, don't you leave. Drink you some water, get you some coffee, or some tea, maybe some water, get you a little snack, and keep it right here. This is a world premiere. And we are back. That's right. The Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on Praise 93.3 and we are having an amazing morning and an amazing discussion. That's right. Establishing boundaries the right way. Establishing boundaries the right way. You know, uh, there was a song back in the day that said there's a, there's a right and a wrong way to love somebody. I think that was Keep Sweat. I don't know who it was. But nonetheless, I know it wasn't a gospel song. <laughs> yeah, and I know some of y'all know what the song is. Absolutely. But there is a right and a wrong way to set up boundaries, always. And we're going to have that conversation today because I think sometimes we think when we are establishing boundaries that the most important, the most important subject in boundary setting is ourselves. And to some degree, that may be true. That might be that the most important thing that you must think about is how to protect yourself. But here is the deal, that you can't protect yourself in, in, in terms of, you know, just this is what I want, this is what I want, and disregard the factor that you are supposed to live in community. That when, let's say you establish boundaries and new people meet you, they have no idea of the background of your environment, your experiences. They have nothing of, they, they, they know nothing of your human economy. They know nothing of your, uh, your memories. They don't know any, you know, any aspect of how you've handled things in your past. They don't know your relationships. They don't know who you've been with, been what you've been through, right? And so every new relationship is a new, a new opportunity to reset and grow, right? Uh, and, and, and so you have to learn how not to make boundaries make you bitter, right? Or better yet, be careful how you establish boundaries when you are bitter, right? As I said before, hurt 
and pain are terrible teachers in the establishment of boundaries, right? That you should, that that unhealed place or that unwhole place should not be the prime uh, instructor and facilitator of how you build boundaries around your heart and your soul and yourself, right? Because what it will do, it will always at the onset talk to you the language of pain. It will always begin to start off every relationship and every conversation with causing you to remember the pain of the past or the hurt of the happening. And you could very well be building a boundary, right, against someone that God has given the keys to bless you that you could very well be looking down and looking in the face of an individual that God sent to heal the hurt and heal the pain. That will give you a totally different perspective. To, to, so then that means that I've got to tear down the walls that of the boundaries I just set and allow myself to heal from that hurt and pain. And then, yeah, to healthily build up walls and build boundaries, right, which don't keep people out. It just monitors access. See, the objective is, is never build yourself into a prison. Did you hear what I just said? Never build yourself into a prison, a culture call. And I want to say that for all the hurt women, all the hurt men, I want to say that for all the hurt people, that things have happened in your life and now you feel you feel uh, not only obligated, but you feel that you have a right to erect these walls. But remember that, that, that that's not what a boundary is. A boundary is not necessarily a wall. A boundary is that you wisely and maturely begin to uh, uh, understand how should you give access to individuals in your life because they're going to come. People go to people if people if you expose yourself if you're in any place people are going to say hello they're going to want to know you better they may they may be attracted to you that that comes with the course of life right that's what that's what it's all about. Right. But what you cannot do is is build yourself within a prison and then call it boundaries, because not only do you keep people out, you also keep yourself locked in. And we have to ask the question, what kind of life is that you were made to be a blessing to somebody else? Well, Bishop, I can be a blessing without letting people in. No way. Because the thing that stirs the blessing the thing that stirs the activity of you being a blessing is that this person has touched the space in you. It's called compassion. It is that sensitive place that God has given all of us that can be touched, right, to cause us to move in the direction of another one's need or care and give to them and pour into them and be a blessing. Well, so you cannot, you cannot be an imprisoned person, right, and be a blessing. No, what you have to do is do the work of maturely monitoring the access of individuals who you let into your life, into your heart, your soul, and your mind, right? And definitely, and definitely into your bed. Huh? Yeah, you, listen, I, I know what people, you are not animalistic. You are not 
uh, beast mentality oriented. That, that means that this is not instinctual that every season of the year, spring, winter, that you just got to have somebody in your bed. No. No, God has created humans to be the apex of intellectual thought and comprehension. What does that mean? That means we have a mind and a functioning brain. You know, when the old saints, our old family used to say, old folks used to say that I thank God that I am clothed and in my right mind, that I am clothed, I am covered properly, and I'm in my right mind, I'm functioning, I'm thinking properly, that, that, no. That's what that means, that we have to be clothed, that we know that we are, you know, are appropriate, that we have a, a, a clear covering over our heart, a clear covering over our mind, a clear covering over our bodies, that you just can't get there, uh, ma'am. You just can't get that, sir. No, absolutely. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. And I'm not just going to be unclothed, naked, and not ashamed for anybody. See, that's what it means to set up boundaries. That you can, because you, my right mind says, yeah, let's take, let's take this in a process. Let's take this in a step. Huh? Let's make sure that I, I want to know, I want to get to know you. I want to, yeah, I, but I'm not going to, but if the potential or the, uh, the opportunity for greater access comes, then if I'm not with anybody else, right? If I'm not committed in a committed relationship with anybody else, and that's romantically, Right. If I'm not obligated to anything else that may preclude me to give you the kind of time you need. Right. And that doesn't have to be romantic there. Then I can allow you in to get to know you. I can be friends. You know, there was a song out that no new friends, but you never know who God is going to send you away. You never know who life is going to present to you. So boundaries doesn't say keep everybody out. Boundaries is the peephole that you have in the door before you fully unlock it. Because there are some people you need to talk to the door. You know, I travel all over the country and I stay in hotel rooms. And one of the first things I do is if they have one of those little latches, I put it on. Yeah, I put on the security. You know, when somebody knocks to the door, you know, I want to see who it is. I'm looking through the peephole, and I can communicate to you through the door, especially if I don't know you. I, I, I can, yeah, I don't have to open the door like that. But the only way that I can do that is I have to maturely monitor that. I have to work within the framework of the security because, hey, I'm in a different city, and I didn't call for room service, so then why are you here? Exactly. See, that's a, that's a boundary, right? Well, I came to bring towels. Okay, well, no problem. Open, open up the door, get the towels. That don't mean you got to let them walk all in and lay on your bed. No, that's not what maids do. Their title and their position matter in terms of how they function in their li in your life. See, a lot of times we mess up in relationships because we allow people to walk all in our lives and have access to all of our rooms without first giving them titles of functionality. Yeah, if you are the plumber, go to the bathroom. You don't or the kitchen sink. But you don't need to be in my study. You don't need to be in my office. You don't need to be in my bedroom because there ain't no plumbing in here, right? See, we need to articulate before we give access to people, right? But boundaries say is I need to I need to find out who that person is in my life. If that, you cannot be afraid to live life in layers, L-A-Y-E-R-S. Let me say this again. Boundary says, I am not afraid to live life in 
and layers that I am not afraid to categorize people and relationships. That's what boundaries say. Boundaries doesn't say I keep everybody out. I lock down and shut the doors. Because again, not only am I not establishing something new, I am causing what I have to diminish. You can think it's okay to be by yourself all the time because that's how you decrease trouble in your life. That's how, I, listen, I know I, I'm not hurting myself, but guess what? You're already hurting yourself because you're restricting yourself from what God says, uh, uh, what, what creation says, that uh, God says through creation, that is not good for men to be alone, all one, or by themselves all the time. No, that's not good. Right. Because the world doesn't operate like that. Right. You got to go out, go to work, go to a restaurant. You're going to be able to enjoy because you're so busy feeding yourself what you want. Again, beloved, that is not a boundary. That is a prison. Let me say that again. That is not a boundary. That is a prison. And you need to address it as such. You feel me? Absolutely. Definitely. So if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't do that and understand, it's okay to say, um, yeah, we, mm, yeah, I'm, no, mm, you're not, no. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you, you don't need, you don't deserve that access. No. Yeah, it's not nothing wrong with that. But see, guess what? Boundaries are the things where you use to adjudicate that situation. Not to simply keep other anybody out, but to say, yeah, uh, you may not be need to, need to be in my life. I'm l- looking at your track record. See, when I, when I establish boundaries to people, it is always because of how they have broached our relationship. It is how they have not appreciated or treated our relationship. If I set up a boundary, it's because you had access and you mishandled the access that you had, right? When I set up boundaries that, you know, it's, it's how you left me. It's you ghosted me. It's you did this. And now because you know who I am, you call or you want, you want to peek my, you know, my wisdom in private, but you don't want to own me, our friendship in public. Oh, no. Oh no! See that not, and I've, I've set up boundaries. I don't do everybody like that, but you got to stay out because you only want me for what you want me for, and you don't want anybody, you know, to 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 know that you got this for me. You are Nick at night, Nicodemus at night comes to Jesus at night. You know, a teacher. We know that you are a man of God because nobody. Uh, no, see those relationships. I've learned to to keep boundaries. Yes, I'm a wealth of wisdom. Yes, I have a lot of insight on a lot of things. Yes, God has blessed me with a lot of wisdom in certain areas. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't take back in that and chagrin. You know, I could help a lot of people. And I, I do and I have, right? But, but when you don't value that kind of access to me in relationships, then I've got to start setting up boundaries, not to everybody, but to you. Yeah, I got to look at it through through you, through the peephole. Now, you used to be able to come in willy-nilly and free and all you wanted to. Yeah, I open up all that. Yeah, spend two and three hours with you talking and communicating all that. You know, but now, because I see how you've treated me, 
I've seen how you, I see, yeah, no, I've forgiven you, but I've not forgotten. I've not, okay, okay. Now, now, Bishop, then you know, the Bible says you ought to forgive and forget. The Bible don't know, does not say that. No. It says, no, I say I'm supposed to forgive even 70 times seven. I'm supposed to forgive up to at least 49, 490 times, right? <laughs> I, I, forgiveness is not the issue. No, but I don't forget. And it is for that forgetting, that, uh, that lack of for, forgetting that causes me to maturely just say, you know what? With this individual, I need to set up some boundaries. You just can't, you know, who, who is that? The Gap Band? <laughs> I, listen, I'm sorry. I don't have no gospel references today. <laughs> I'm half gospel, half R&B. That's how I was raised. R&B on my daddy's side, gospel on my mama's side until he got saved, right? But yeah, you can't just keep running in and out of my life. You ain't going to be able to do that. You Culture call. Say amen or say ouch, right? You are not going to be able to keep treating me like you want to treat me. And because you know I have access, you know I have a certain amount of insight, right? And then, and then when you act like I do not exist and we have established some things and we've got tenure in relationships and now you have chosen that what is best for your life is to act like, like I don't exist, like I'm the issue. Oh, don't worry about it. Boundaries. Listen. Oh, I got a. I, listen. I, I got a gospel song for that. This is uh, Shirley Caesar and the Caravans. Huh? I won't be back. I won't be back. I won't be back. What? No more. No more. No more. Huh? Sweeping through the city. <laughs> Absolutely. No. 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 See, because I'm in every relationship. If I ever become an inconvenience, then I'm the kind of person that is mature enough that you can tell me, right? But when you don't say anything and and you ghost me and you leave me on the side of the road and you do all that, okay, good. You have taught me a lesson to, watch this, to craft boundaries with your name on it. Not everybody. No, I don't, I don't do that everybody thing. I, don't, I learned a long time ago. That if everybody didn't hurt you, if everybody did not hurt you, then then why keep everybody out? Yeah, huh? If everybody didn't hurt me, if everybody didn't do me like that, then why penalize everybody? That's why I said we don't know how to set up boundaries. We set up boundaries wrong because you think your boundaries is a ubiquitous rule that you can set up against everybody. No, 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 no. You need boundaries for specific people. You need standards for everybody else. There are certain non-negotiables that I apply to everybody, a certain standard to my life. But boundaries? No, you, you, you have earned this boundary. Right? You have earned this. And see, again, and, and sometimes you have to establish boundaries as, as a response, not retaliation, as a response to, to someone's behavior, to, to their behavior, to, to what, you know, the kind of relationship that you all have and or had. You got to set up boundaries to protect your heart. Absolutely. 
And so if you don't do that, you're going to keep ending up hurt and in pain and then going to be mad at the world when the world doesn't even know you and hasn't even done you a thing. That the world is your pearl, right? It's that individual that treated you wrong. And you need to learn how to categorize and not just make everybody pay for the pain of one person, the pain that one person needed or taught you, all right? Listen, this is the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on your praise inspiration station. Praise 93.3. Keep it right here. So much more to come. Don't miss it. This is a world that's right. It's the top of the hour, 11 a.m. and some change right here on The Culture Call with yours truly, Elspin Smith on Praise 93.3. What a, an amazing day we are having. If you're just joining us on this hour, welcome. Welcome to an amazing conversation. Welcome to an amazing day. And I think today is going to bless you really good. Y'all are hitting me up on this app. And I am super excited uh, about our conversation about boundaries. I think that's very important as we talk about boundaries today. And I want to give you some tips because I always want to, I love to give solutions. I love to make sure that when we are having a conversation, especially as provocative as this one, that we are actually being helpful. So the only way that we can be helpful, in my view, is that we, if we're going to address the problem then we've got to provide some levels of solutions. But first of all, we got to talk about what really the problem is. See, because here is the deal. That there are two kinds of problems. One, an ill-structured problem and a well-structured problem. An ill-structured problem is a problem that your approach that you don't have all of the information about the sol to solve or it's too it's too ambiguous. It's too expensive. There are not. You, you, there's no root cause uh, that's been displayed. So that's probably a problem that when we are, when we deal with it, we never come up with any kind of soluble resolution, any clear resolution. You know, uh, too, because you're not understanding really what the issues are that create the problem. And then, of course, you have a well-structured problem that it is clear. You've done your root cause analysis. Here's the problem. Here's the real issue. Here's what goes on. Here are the uh, the items A, B, and C that we need to focus on. You, you know, you're very clear about how to manage the, the, the levels uh, of what's going on. So therefore, you can get a clear solution and a clear answer. And so some of the, one of the things that we miss is before we even deal with these whole ideas of the problem or the issues, we just try to solve solve something because we want answers. But no, first you got to look at the problem, right? And I think we've talked about that in, in a way that's very interesting, that you cannot, as a, a wise, intelligent human being, erect boundaries in a ubiquitous way. And one of the things I believe and I teach all the time is you got to learn how to live life in layers, right? That when I first meet you, I don't have boundaries. This is just me now. And I want to offer this to you. When I first meet you and our first contact, I don't have boundaries. I have standards. I, I live with non-negotiables, right? That's not boundaries. That's just, that's just the way I'm going to treat you and the way I expect you to treat me, right? We've not even gotten to the context of boundaries. I am open uh, to exploring. I'm an open to, 
to expanding. I mean, I'm open to what you can provide, and uh, preferably you're open to what I can provide. I'm open to providing it, whatever resources that I have, if I can, you know, I'm providing it. That's kind of, you know, you're not going to talk to me in all kind of way. That's not a boundary. That's just a standard for my life, right? You're not going to treat me any old kind of way. You know, I'm a humorous person. I'm a person full of comedy. I love to laugh, right? I love to embrace, you know, I, I, I you know, my thing is I communicate with my hands a lot, all of that. That's kind of just who I am. And, you know, hey, I ain't going to try to change you. Don't you try to change me. That's not a boundary. That's a standard. Those are some of my non-negotiables. I ain't going to lie to you. Don't you lie to me. If I can help you, then I'm going to help you. If I cannot help you, then I'm going to be like, nah, I ain't going to be able to do that. And I don't need you to take that personally. It's just that I'm not in a position to be able to do that, right? When you walk away and take it personally, you know, like, you know, then then there's an issue going on with you, not necessarily me, right? That part. Um, so those are not boundaries. Those are life standards. Those are standards, non-negotiables, which most of us don't set up properly. But that's my standard of life. Hey, I am going to be convivial when you meet me. I'm going to be friendly. It is, you know, I am quiet and kind of a little bit introverted by nature. People hear me, people hear me and see me and they think because I got a mic, I like to talk to every all the time, which is totally not true. Um, and that's just kind of the grace that is on my life. That's the gifting that God has given me, you know, that I grew up almost with a mic in my hand, singing at four years old, preaching since I've been 18, you know. Uh, I, I've never had a problem with standing up and communicating how I felt. Um, but when I ain't got to talk, guess what I ain't going to do? I'm not going to talk. I prefer to text. I'm not an individual that that loves phone calls and long phone calls. Sometimes they feel awkward, that space to me. Go and text me what you want because I'm going to do that to you. And it's nothing personal. <laughs> People take it personally. I like to talk on the phone. Well, I may not be your closest friend if you're judging it by phone calls like that because that's just something I don't do. But that's not a boundary. That's just a standard of living and some of my non-negotiables, right? I treat people how I want to be treated, right? That part. I am a defender. Uh, if you, you, ain't have, you don't have to be there in the room. I'm the kind, if your name comes up and they're talking sideways, I'm going to be like, okay, that, let, don't do that. Don't do that. Because here's my thing. If I'm in a relationship with you and they're talking about you like that, they're talking about me too. So let's, hey, let's not do that. They're not here to defend themselves. And, and before we fall out, because I will defend them, let's switch the topic. That's the kind of individual I am. As a, and ain't no, there ain't no boundaries. Now, boundaries only come in is when I experience you. When I experience your human being. When I've had relationship or anything with you and you've mishandled it, right? Or you betrayed trust or confidence in those areas, then I start setting up boundaries, not with everybody. With everybody, did y'all hear me? With everybody, I have a standard, non-negotiable. But with you, because you've violated, because you've hurt me, you put pain in my life, right? You've mishandled uh, the, 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 the intimacy of who we have been as friends, as, you know, all of that, then now, now 
I've got a boundary. And see, I'm the kind I can forgive. I, again, I already told you, I don't forget because that's not a requirement. That's stuff we added on. I don't forget. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I remember, especially, especially when that's just how you left or how it was resolved. If that's the case, then I tell you what. I don't get angry. I get resolute because, yeah, we're not going to play those games. No, I, I will avoid you, not because I'm trying to avoid you and hide from you because they know. No, I'm going to avoid you because, no, until it gets, to, it gets direct. I'm not going to be in a Publix and we see each other and we're going to hold a conversation like we ain't having nothing to happen. Nope, that's not L. Spencer Smith. He does not do that. No, I will go down the aisle and I will see you and I'll be like, yo, what's up? All right, until you ready to talk and it ain't going to be in no grocery store, you're going to call each other. Because again, remember, if you got to the area of boundaries, we've had a relationship. And if we've had a relationship, you've got various ways to contact me. Right? You see, so you still got my number and it hasn't changed in years. Right? So if you got access to my number, Right. Because if you don't have my number, you don't have no reason to talk about me because we ain't even that close. We see th th those are the, those are standards. That's me. That ain't boundaries. That's the standard. It, you shouldn't have my name in your mouth talking about me in any kind of, of my personal business. If you don't have my phone number, if you don't know how to reach me, if you don't have my email address, then yeah. Yeah. And see what, what you, you, you see what I'm saying? So you have to understand how to live life in layers. That's how you free yourself, huh? That's how you live and you're able to categorize certain people and certain things. Nah, no, nah, I got boundaries with you. Uh, nope, nope, I have boundaries with you. We good, but I'm, yeah, I, I can't trust you. We good when you had an opportunity to talk to me, when you, when you got all of my personal information and you chose not to. Yeah, that's now, we, now I, I, I am erecting boundaries. Because you have proven to be unhealthy for my life. Right? I'm I, I on culture call. I hope y'all getting the understanding and understanding the difference. Because that matters. That matters. Let me say it again. That matters. Still ain't hearing me. I'll say it one more time. That matters. You feel what I'm saying? Those things matter. And so you, I mean, again, like I said, you can, you can be upset. And you, if you disagree, yeah, hit me up on the chat. Hit me up on the app. Hit me, yeah. I mean, because that's, again, that's what works for L. It may not work for you. And I'm, I'm not mad that it don't work for you. But that works for me because what I will not do is penalize other people and other potential blessings in my life, other relationships, because you mishandled me. no. Boundary, limitation, restriction is going to be over your forehead and not everybody else's, right? There are three things before, when you, when you, before you even start erecting a boundary that you need to do, right? Boundary is the last step. And I already told you one. Number one, you got to begin to live life from a standard. Culture call. You keep getting into situations because you don't have standards for your life that People come in, they, you allow them to do whatever they want to do, say how they want to say, treat you how they want to treat you, and still have access. And I don't care if it's family, friends, relatives, uh, foes, enemies, all those kinds of things. 
See, because we set up standards and, you know, we set up things for enemies and folks that we don't like. But a lot of times who hurts us is our family and our friends because they they don't understand how to appreciate boundaries. They don't under, Family does not understand boundaries. They don't understand standards, you know? And you get in these situations, especially during the holidays, we coming up in the net. Yeah, I have no, 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 no. I'm your nephew, but you're not going to say that. Mm-mm. You're not going to talk to me that way. I'm your nephew. I'm not your child. I'm not your husband. I'm not one of your children. So you're going to come to me in a different kind of way. And you know, us chocolate people, black folks, we love to be like, oh, don't, 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 don't get like that. Because you know, I used to bathe you. Oh, listen, that was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, I got a wife and kids now. I got a house and a mortgage and a bills that I pay. You have to adjust that because I'm not that naked little 60-year-old boy that you are washing in the bathtub in Calgon. That No, uh-uh. You have to adjust. And if you can't adjust, guess what? The first step, I need to come to a realization. A realization that the conversation and me being honest with that individual and how they just approached me since they breached my standard of learning how to communicate with me since they did that, now I need to come to one, what a realization. I need to realize that this person is stuck. This person is not going to change. They're not going to respect the standard for my life, right? I have to realize that, number one. Number two, I have to go through acquiescence. And I'm going to dig into each one. I've got to acquiesce. Okay, it is what it is. That's what acquiescence say. I agree that it is what it is. I, I Yeah. I agree that we are not aligned. I'm acquiescing to this moment. And then number three is a boundary. So now, before I, we go any further, another further, now I've got to put boundaries, and there are certain things that now I will approach you with. There are certain things don't you ain't got to worry about it. I can love you, but love you from a dis- distance. Why? Because you are not healthy for my well-being. That you are not healthy for my well-being. Say it again. You are not healthy for my well-being. See? You see what I just did there? Yeah. And I'm 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 not I'm not mad, I'm not upset. You know? I no, none of that. Not one single to- solitary thing. I set up a boundary for that other because there might be another Andy in the room that knows how to talk to me. There might be another aunt, and I'm not going to keep her out. I'm not going to not be with like what, what we have been simply because, uh, 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 well, you know, I, I'm not going to put that there simply because you have caused me or called me to, to uh, uh, you, you said something to me off. Let me put it like that. That's the easiest way I can explain it. Or because you did not, uh, you know, approach my boundaries correctly. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. Absolutely not. So here is what here is what the case is then. The case is simply this. You have to learn how to first of all realize that this individual it may not be the individual that appreciates the standards for my life. Number 2, acquiesce. Don't go back and forth. I realized it and I agree with this moment. And then number 3, now I can begin to set up boundaries for that individual for that person, 
right? I, that's what I'm doing. I'm setting up boundaries for that. I'm not keeping all of my family out. It's just that you don't know how to respect the standard and my non-negotiables, and you're using, you know, history to witchcraft me into pulling down or to backing off my standards and all of that because you know I can't do that to you. You know you expect me to respect you, but you don't respect me. Okay, I tell you what, I boundaries. I'm good. See, again, I said that I said it before and I will say it again. We've got to learn how to establish boundaries correctly because if we do not, once again, if we do not, what is going to happen is simply we let people run roughshod over our lives. We let people come in and out of our lives as if it ain't nothing. And you you right here, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. No, we're not playing those games at all. If I'm going to respect you as my auntie, my uncle, my brother, sister, my mother, father, then guess what? I think at now I've earned the right, always should have been respected, but I've definitely earned the right now for you to adjust your tone when you're talking to me. Because guess what? Guess what? I'm not going to allow myself to be violated in the name of a bloodline. I'm not going to allow myself to be, you know, disrespected and ill-reputed Ill because you feel some need to keep me trapped in a, in a, in a season and in a level of our relationship where we are not. Again, I've got to realize that. Some people, it takes you long to realize that. Some people, it takes you long. And again, realization is once we've had a conversation, because my conversation is going to uh, elucidate me to a lot of things. Our conversation is going to make a lot of things clear. Right? That conversation is going to say to me, okay, all right, I see where we are. Yeah. Hey, 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 unk, you got, don't listen. Listen, I respect who you are, but hey, can't change, touch, watch your tone. Watch your tone. Right? If they don't make an effort to adjust themselves in, watch this, in the respect that they, they don't want to give me the respect that I require for my life from everybody, and they think that they are exempt, I need to realize that. I'm not, I'm not going to, listen, it is unhealthy for you to give a leeway to someone that does not, that needs a lead, right? No, nah, that's just, I don't, he says things off. No, he won't say things off to me, though. No, he won't say, he sh no, 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 no. You're not going to talk to me like I am beneath you. I respect my elders. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's a part of my standard. I respect my elders. Hey, Unc, how you doing, man? How your family? Blah, 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 blah. But, 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 but Unc got to respect as his grown nephew now. He got to do something. He got he to change his ways. Not just me changing mine. He's got to do something on my behalf, <laughs> right? And, and when we can't get there, now, if Unc says, hey, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. Hey, yeah, yeah let, me, let me approach it a different way. Then it ain't no boundaries. I don't need no boundaries for him. I, no, because we're still operating in the level of standard. We're still operating in that, that realm. You feel what I'm saying? 
That's where we are operating. And so, and so that, that's where we are. Okay, here's the next piece of the puzzle. The next piece of the puzzle is this. Um, then once we get to the realization stage and depending on, and I'm over here talking with my hands with this flow chart, <laughs> if, they, if they realize that they breached your standards and your non-negotiables, then you don't need any boundaries. But when they say, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a listen, I'll talk to you the way, and they use past your a past age that you are not, or they use this right, or they try to, no, no, force their force their perspective to break down your standard and non-negotiable in the name, air quotes, in the name of respecting, respecting them, but they can't measure to respect you? Okay. Now, now we are realizing that I need to acquiesce. I don't need to give no benefit of the doubt, and neither am I laughing it off. Nope. Not... All right, cool, um, no problem. That that if, if that's the way we're gonna function, then I tell you what, I tell you what we gotta do. Then, unfortunately, I'm just gonna I I, I set up boundaries because I can, I don't allow people to talk to me that way. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. I cannot allow that. And if you need that, if you if you still stuck there, then I'm gonna acquiesce to this moment. Okay, good deal. Then I then I need to make up my mind against Uncle Rufus. Yeah. Auntie Shay Shay, guess what? Boundaries. Boundaries. Because here's the deal. Boundaries should make it apparent that you have another standard from then how you differentiate. Layers. Remember? You don't, you don't be afraid to live life in eight layers. That boundary should say that, that they should be able to see how you treat everybody else, all the other, other aunts and uncles, and how you deal with them. Because they'll come back and say, well, why you treat me different? You know, hey, bring him back to what you realize. Bring him back to, no, no, you remember when I told you the XYZ, ABC, and you just couldn't do that? X, Y, D, for me? Then, hey, that's why I had to put you on. That's how, that's how we stay, that's how we stay cool. That's, that's how, I'm going to let you keep your, I'm going to let you keep that. But I'm not going to indulge in that. Because like I said, you know, if you sober and all that and you, yeah, you're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to. See, we're afraid to do that. But you, you see, it, you, you got to do it with family. You got to sometimes do it with friends. Hey, 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 hey. No, no, you can't. No. See, because again, why do we set up boundaries in the first place, folks? Glad that you asked. We do that because somebody has not respected how you have chosen to live your life, right? Somebody has not respected how you chose to live your life. Now, respecting how you chose to live your life is not a requirement for everybody because everybody ain't going to agree, especially this generation. They, they, they doing, living how they, listen. Okay, as my, my grandma used to say, if you like it, guess what? I love it. Now, everybody ain't like that, right? There's some people like, nah, I just don't agree with that. And those people are probably going to avoid you anyway so as not to confront the fact of what they cannot accept. And, and, it, and then you got to be cool with that. That don't mean you go there and try to force them to accept your life because now they're going to be building up boundaries against you. You see? See, it's called a mutual respect. Come on, y'all. It's called mutual respect. And that's something we got to learn in the black community, especially in black families. 
We got to learn mutual respect, right? That I am, I am the parent to my children, but my kids now are adults, and I can't respond to them and talk to them like they four and five anymore. I cannot do that. First of all, first of all, why would I want to talk to my, my, my children that are now adults as if they're four and five? Why, what in me still needs to do that? What in me does not know how to adjust? What in me has not grown up? What is in me does not respect the fact that they have grown up? What in me that needs to, you know, that refusing to acknowledge that I've raised them up and trained them up in the way that they should go, that when they got older, they will not depart from me? What, what a part of me does not understand that the reason I have been their parent is for them to mature and for them to grow up and for them to have a particular level of agency over their lives. What, what about me doesn't realize that? And we have a problem adjusting to that. We have a problem of adjusting that people do grow up, that people do grow, right? And, and it, it's, it's revealed in our conversations. That's why I, I said that it is illegal for you to set up boundaries when... You have not had proper communication and conversation with people, right? That's why I gave you those three steps. Realization, yes, acquiescence, yep, I'm agree. I'm agreeing that after this conversation, see, realization is a conversation. It's dialogue that I need to tell you where I am and I need to know where you are. You feel me? I need to know where you are with us. Say it again. I think I will. I need to know exactly where you are with us. Here is how I see it. You know, here's my perspective. We may not agree, but I think I've outgrown this season of my life. That's a conversation. You don't just depart you don't just leave and then and have a notion that these people see cuz you know you're wrong you know you are wrong when that when you do that you, that's not boundaries that is not that is narcissistic behavior that's what that is that, that is yes that you don't respect the other person enough to give them a clear conversation then that's not boundaries. If they don't know why they are behind a picket fence, a, a, a barbed wire fence rather, if they don't know why they are behind a wall because yesterday they had full access and today they're behind a wall and they don't know why, that's not a boundary. You didn't set a boundary. No, ma'am, no, sir. Somebody needs to tell you the truth. No, you made a self-centered narcissistic decision to go on with your life and not inform them. You just told that other person, you are not important to me anymore. Period. That's what you said. Because nobody's come to a realization but you, I guess. Right? Nobody's known that. And see, I'm the kind of dude, 
you know, especially what I do on my daily life as a pastor, and somebody comes to me and they say, hey, I want to join your church, X, Y, Z, A, B, C. I'm, I'm, listen, cool. Right. All right. Cool. No problem. The, the, are you at a church now? Yes. Does that church have a pastor? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did, they talk, did you talk to them? Do you hold any position of leadership in that ministry? Do you hold any kind of leadership level or, or you have any kind of proximity to your leader where you could go and talk to them? Yes. Did you do that? No. Then you cannot join my church. Period. You cannot. Nope. Because I will not be a, a, a city of refuge for a fugitive. No. You've got access. You've got, you've got proximity. So there's no problem with you having a, a conversation that you can pick up the phone. They got office hours. Are they invisible? And, and you over here trying to join over here and not have a conversation with them first? No, that's out of order. And for those of you who applaud that and, uh, you know, whether you're a pastor or not, that is out of order. That's not growth. That's not maturity. That is a self-centered, narcissistic decision that is not applauded. Heaven does not smile on that because nobody's come to a realization. Nobody, who's come to a realization but you? And what is that realization? So they're thinking that you're still faithful. They're thinking that your name's still on the roll. They think they're still praying for you in their daily prayers. They're still watching out for your soul. How do you go someplace else and don't even tell them you're gone? And start serving. And how do you let somebody come do that? No, uh-uh. My thing is, I'm sending you right back. Go ahead and tell them. You've got the proximity. You've got the lead. Go ahead and have a conversation. Because that is right. That's what human... You've got to have first a realization before you build the boundary. You feel me? You've got to have a realization before you build the boundary. My goodness, this feels like a good sermon. I don't think I'm going to finish all this today. But listen, we're right here on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. And keep it right here. Don't miss it. This is a world And we are back right here on the Culture Call. Absolutely. Right here, yours truly, L. Spencer Smith. Praise 93.3. And we have been having an amazing day. Listen, listen, let me say this to you. We are, my goodness, this, I got a comment on, I'm about to read from this app that I tell you that it blew my mind. I wasn't looking for that one. I wasn't looking for this one. I love this. This person says, forgiveness does not equal trust. When we're talking about establishing boundaries, forgiveness does not equal trust. Their access to you is not based on forgiveness, but trust. That's true. Forgiveness isn't earned, but trust is. That's right. I've got to forgive you, but you got to earn my trust. That's right. Here's what else they said. You can forgive them and never trust them beyond what their nature and patterns have proven. My goodness. See, that's why you have to have realization, conversations of realization. Thank you, P, from Birmingham. That was so powerful that, yeah, that forgiveness is not the same as trust. I can forgive you, but your behavior in a conversation of realizations, when we start talking about, hey, you've done this and this is what the deal is, and you've not, you know, we've not come to any kind of clear or better yet, 
you you don't want to apologize and you don't want to adjust to my standards. Okay, no problem. Or you've done something intentionally uh, that that yeah, I'm gonna forgive you, but I don't trust you anymore. And forgiveness does not require that you trust. I think that's you got to see that 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 no trust. You got to earn my trust. This situation happened, and now you have got to earn my trust all over again. And I, 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 I hate to be the one to tell you the bad news that if you ever get to that spot in my life where I don't trust you no, anymore, then guess what? We're gonna have, I, I, we're gonna have a problem because what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put you there in that in that boundaries list because I've acquiesced. Right, I've said, okay, this is how it's gonna be between us. Okay, this side you gonna they gonna view it. This is how they moving in life. Okay, no problem. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna let me sit right here, and I'm gonna make my adjustments. And that's what I want to tell you to to uh to the, before you establish boundaries, culture call. It's so very important, as P said from Birmingham, that you understand some things. You know, you, you you're getting ready to approach a season where you know. Uh, People, people feel like, you know, I'm free to do this, free to do this. No, you're not free to always do what you want to do. And that's clearly how to handle people. Now, you are, you are free, and, and here's I am, because I can only speak for myself, right? You are free to leave me. You are free to leave me, right? That's cool. If your season is over in relationship on any level with me, you are free to leave me. But here's what I require. One, let's have a conversation. At least let me know you're leaving me, that you're taking the midnight train to Georgia. Because it's my tendency to look for you. If something is changed, something is changing, let's talk about it. Right? Now, most people don't want to talk to me because they feel like I'm going to talk them out of their decision. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Especially when you're trying to when you're trying to break up, I'm just making I'm just using that phrase. Especially when you're trying to say, "Hey, I've outgrown you." Okay, cool, no problem. I'm not going to sit there because at some point, convincing you that what you feel is wrong seems like it's begging to me. Please stay with me. No, no, no. So if that's what you feel, but I think the relationship is owed the respect. To have a conversation. Don't just drop me. So, because you're not in prison. If I'm in a relationship with you, you're not in prison to me. See, that's that's when your motivations are awful. That's when your perspective. No, you're not. Mm-mm. You know, I had a dear friend, Dr. Hart Ramsey. Uh, we've been friends for years. And uh, he told me, we were talking about church and all kinds of stuff. He says, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep this in your mind. He's been, you know, uh, pastoring longer than me, he says, bless people when they come and bless people when they go. Don't be, listen, it's going to hurt as a pastor. It's going to do X, Y, Z. But I found out that that's not just as a pastor. That's just as a person that, that, that never let them feel like they're in a prison when they are with you. That's whether in church, in any area of life. No, you have options. You have options when it comes to me. The only option you don't have is how you treat me. Let me say, listen, you have options with me. 
But the only option you do not have is how you treat and respect me. That's Those are standards in my life. Right? See? And it should be standards in the standard of yours. But again, I can't, I can't tell you that. You, you should not spend your life, especially for your family and friends, being the doormat for anybody to wipe their feet on, to trample over. No. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. No. So, so we can always have a conversation. You know? We can kiss and say goodbye. Who's that? Manhattan's? Yeah. I'm, I'm really in my arm, uh, old school R&B bag today. That's what it is. <laughs> so you don't, don't ever feel like you are in prison to me. Because I, I, I'm too busy to be your warden. And I don't need anybody who is with me that doesn't need or doesn't want to be around me. I just, no, mm-mm, nope. Nope, 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 nope. We're not operating like that. You, you feel me? See, you got, again, you got to make that decision. You have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. And when you don't understand that, when you're not clear about that, then, yeah. See, that's why I tell you, you got to start off with a conversation. Here's the next piece of this puzzle. Here's the next piece. Because of that, when you feel like you're imprisoned in relationships, I think you, there needs to be some level of redefinition. Part of that real, realization needs to be some redefinitions. You know, whether that's fiance, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, I know the kind of spiritual aspect we put on that, uh, of, of things of that nature. And yeah, we two join one, what God has joined together, that no man put asunder. I get all of that. I understand it, I preach it, and I teach it. But, that is when we understand God's value for, uh, for each other being, in, of, of us being each, in each other's lives, right? That is not, I am not your prison in any level of relationship, not. So when you feel like this is no longer working for you, when you feel like that this is not a, 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 a part that you want in your life anymore, that's cool. Let's have a conversation. Isaiah says, come, let us reason together. Let's talk about it. Okay, so we have clarity, right? We have clarity. And then, again, you know, we may meet in the future, but I ain't got no boundary. Depending on what we realize, I don't have no boundaries. That No, I only have boundaries when you mistreat me and you're not trying to rectify that. Now, you've caused me to set up walls, to set up barbed wire fences and all of those things, you know, based upon those measures. Facts indeed. You see what I'm saying? So if we don't have any kind of clarity around that measure, then yeah. See, this is this is what it, it this is what it means to establish proper boundaries. That you the proper boundaries are assigned. They are assigned. Right? Per, per, the, the walls and the bars and prison doesn't keep everybody in the world from walking around. Just keep those who have caused an infraction. Those who have disobeyed the law in some, some kind of way, you know? And and so and so boundaries are not meant for 
everybody. And that's that's a mature realization that you got to come through. Culture call. Boundaries are not made. If if your mom and dad haven't breached them, why you got a boundary against them? If your brothers and sisters are, are honoring you and standards, they understand it. You know, why is why is there a boundary to them? No, they just function within the standard of your normal living. That's how they, that's how it is. And that should be every person. That should be every person. That's how we should deal with that measure. But when somebody does not, again, appropriately address, live up to, acknowledge the standard of your life and your requirements, right? Then we have, before you exit, and it's not an abusive situation, when I say violently abusive and all of that, and let's have a conversation about it. Here is why I may have to, you know, limit our resource. What happened? Okay, here's what happened. You remember when you said it like this and I told you to adjust and you treated it and you acted like it was nothing or you just brushed it off? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, that's why. Because, you know, I would, you proved to me or you showed me in that moment that I was invaluable enough to you for you to adjust yourself for you to acknowledge the value of my standard and my feelings in this situation. So I said to myself, acquiescence, I said to myself, okay, before before I, this becomes volatile, before this does become violent, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a boundary for you. I'm going to set up a boundary, you know, okay, since we can't come to no agreement, that's how you want to treat me. I don't, I'm not going to be treated like that. Then, hey, let me exit stage left. And, you know, I'm going to always be cordial because I'm never going to let you knock me off my square. I'm never going to allow you to make me turn me into somebody that I am not. So I'm always going to be friendly. I'm always going to be hospitable. I'm always going to be, I'm, oh, hey, how you doing? If you call me asking for prayer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. If you call, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? People in public will not know anything has changed. I'm going to still shake your hand. I'm going to still dap you up. Yeah, I'm going to be like, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Good to see you. All right. And I'm going to keep it pushing. I'm going to keep it moving. Right? Because those things do not require for me to masquerade or to put on a face to be a hypocrite. Right? I just know I got boundaries for you. Now, what you don't now, okay, don't act like we haven't had this conversation. When you don't, don't get up in front of people and act like there is no boundary. Don't do that. Don't know because you know where we are. So you don't have to put on, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you put on none of that because we couldn't, we could have fixed it. You just decided to stay in your own way. You decided to, okay. And I'm telling you, you can stay right there. But what I'm also wanting you to realize is that you have a boundary that I, nobody else will be penalized if you even view it as a penalty about this boundary. But our relationship has changed to the degree that I must need put this wall up. I must need put this fence up. I must need adjust the perspective of how we see each other. And we keep on living and, and we know where we each other are. Don't go out here lying now. We had a conversation. Because if somebody come back to me, you know, they said you don't talk to them no more. Then I'm going to pull out the conversation. I'm going to pull out the issue. So don't, don't go lying. Just say, hey, we cool. 
You know, you we taking a break or whatever. We breathing or whatever. We living. We good. Yep, we good. Exactly right where we are. You don't have to make up a narrative. You don't have to make up a narrative. You do not have to make up a narrative. It is what it is. It is what it is. And so I want to make sure that we are under clear culture call of how to build the boundaries properly, because I think that's very, very important, especially as we come into the holidays. Boundaries are are important for certain people, and you will know it. But you got to first start off with your standard. Absolutely. Listen, I see the runway. It's almost time to end the show, but we got a little bit more to go. This is the culture call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. Keep it right here. There's more to come. This is a world premiere. It's time to end this show. That's right. It's time for us to end this particular episode of The Culture Call. And it is my prayer, my prayer indeed, that today has been an amazing blessing. You know, I always want to remind us of our value, our worth, and our being as a community, as people, as individuals, that each and every one of us have the priority and the right to establish certain things and how our lives should function. And that's why I started off talking about what is the standard of your life? You know, what, what, what is your standard for, for, for moving into the, in the world? Apart from boundaries, because I think the, the important thing is as we, as we expand and even talk about this conversation, and even as we end it, that you go along thinking that what are my standards? What are my non-negotiables? Because that's where I start from. If you have none, then watch this. You will allow your pain and your hurt for somebody else's. You will live your life front as, 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 a, uh, as a, what is this? as an experiment for other people's flawed definitions of what a thing happens. That's from life to love to money, finances, relationships, whatever it is, when you don't have a standard for your own life, when you don't have a standard for your own world, what that does is that teaches people and tells people, hey, I'm open for whatever you say I am and whatever you want to come do. But when you start with your own standard, here is how I need to be treated. Here is how I view myself. Here is how everyone in my world has to, you know, they have to, okay, if it's how they talk to you, that's a standard. You know, how they treat you, that's a standard. You know, all those different kinds of things, then you may never even get to the place of establishing boundaries on the levels, you know, that we throw them out today. Everybody's establishing boundaries. You don't live your life by establishing boundaries. You live your life by establishing a God-centered divine specific standard that you give to everyone. Here is who I am. Here is what I require. Yeah. And then from your standard, it is easy to see when somebody breaches that. And then you can have realization, acquiescence, and then you can get to the place where you might set boundaries. And again, boundaries are not ubiquitous. It doesn't mean that I apply this to everybody. Boundaries in a lot of cases are very, very specific. That individual, I have to build a wall there. I have to put up a a chain link fence, barbed wire fence. I've got to make sure that they don't have access into my life. I got to make sure that I deal with them through the door and through the peephole of my existence, right? But it first begins with your personal standard. 
What is your standard for you? Don't allow people to come in and place their definitions on you. That's a key way to allow the bad to define the life that you should have. But set up that standard and then apply accordingly. That's what I'm going to say as we talk about establishing proper boundaries. Listen, as my grandmama and my mama would always say, I love your bushel, I love your peck, and I love your hug around the neck. This is yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on The Culture Call. Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. I want you to have a great day. I want you to be full of love and goodness. That's right. Live out your standard. <laughs> Absolutely. Follow peace with all men and make sure that you're embracing, that you move with compassion because you and they matter. I want you to have a good day, treat each other right, and smile at somebody. All right? Good deal. God bless.